Welcome back once again. Uh, this is a fast-talking mini-episode, and we have hit upon the fact that uh, a lot of people out there are probably uh, thinking to themselves after seeing all of the the Jeep uh, products and the new four-wheel drives uh, from Chevy, like the Bison and the new Broncos coming out, uh, that the adventure lifestyle is something they want to be a part of. So uh, I put the question to you, Brian. I'm the average Joe dude. Um, I'm going to sell my Honda and I'm going to go off the grid. I want a four-wheel drive vehicle. I got five grand out of the sale of my crappy beige Accord. What do I buy? Um, five grand. Again, I, I'll, I'll speak from the, the, a Jeep perspective. Uh -huh. that, that's what I know best. Five grand for a Jeep, that's going to give you like a late 90s TJ. Okay. If you're lucky, it'll have... Four liter straight six. Mm -hmm. You know, it could have a little four cylinder in there. Which one? Okay, is there like is there a reason to shoot for one over the other? Well, yeah, the four liter. I mean, you can't kill that. Thing. Yeah, it, it, it's an AMC. It, it, it's one of those um, motors that people love. Yeah, you know, there's nothing better. That's if they if they had their way, the the Pentastar that's in the new Jeep wouldn't be there. It'd still be that mm -hmm. inline six. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're lucky, you get that. You know, and that's going to be running and driving $200,000. Like passing inspection. $200,000 mile. We say like running and driving, we say like passing inspection, running and driving, or like you need to fix a few things before you put it on the road? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're talking a 200,000 mile vehicle. Sure. Yeah. If you're lucky, yeah, it'll pass with flying colors. You may have to fix a couple things. There's no way to really speak of that. Yeah. Um, but that's what it'll get you. Um, it can get you out there, get you going, you know, you throw a set of just a set of tires on there, maybe a winch to get yourself unstuck and just go, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really all you need to now, start. Do you, do you shop, do you shop Wrangler or Cherokee versus Forerunner or Pathfinder? I mean, depends what you want to do. Yeah. If, if you want to... This is like basic trail stuff. You just want to start yeah, off Yeah, but you know, if you just want to do basic trail stuff... Yeah, either one. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter which way you really go. Try to look a little down the road a little bit. What, what's your interest? Yeah. Do you want to get into a more tricky, complicated, hardcore rock crawling? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go into the more of the overlanding route of, you know, I want to dirt roads, some obstacles, but I just want to get out there and yeah. camp. Yeah. You know, depends what you want to do. Because that's what... You, Try to get your vehicle based on that. Like mm -hmm. if, you, if you're like rock crawl, that's what I want. You know, I want to do 12 hours to do a mile and a half and never, <laughs> never get out of low range one. You know, <laughs> Jeep. That's uh -huh. the way you want to go. Um, but if you want to drive to Alaska, you know, or something, something ridiculous, like you want to do one of those yeah, like journeys. It, yeah, if you want to do a week expedition in the middle of nowhere, you can still do it in a, in a Jeep, but you could. Just as easy to get away with it in a Tacoma or a Forerunner or something mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. you know. If you want to, the reason I say that is because if you want to go into rock crawling and you get yourself a Forerunner or Tacoma, yeah, people do have those vehicles and they make serious off-road rigs. It just takes a lot more custom work. Yeah. Because those are um, independent suspension, body on, no, they're not. They're, I take that back. They are. Uh, body on a frame, but 
to get more than a 33 inch tire on a Tacoma, it takes a lot yeah, of work. Well, yeah, you got you're, 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 cut, you're cutting body panels, yeah. and, and you know it, it's a nightmare. So that's why I try to where do you want to go with, yeah. with your off roading, um, yeah. and, and try to get something in that way. If you have no idea, then just buy whatever the hell you can find, <laughs> you know, and then just go try it all, and then yeah. You know. Well, that was my that was kind of my follow up points, is because you know like that is certainly one of the you know five grand buys you. You know the 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 decent roadworthy Jeep. It yeah. buys you the decent roadworthy Forerunner Pathfinder, the small mid you know, mid size ish SUVs. Yeah. But it'll also buy you you know pretty good Tahoe. Um, mm. But then you're getting bigger. Too big, possibly. Yeah. You know it's, you're going to be scraping trees and rocks mm -hmm. and everything on the side. You, you try to want to stay as small as you can. Mm -hmm. You know within reason because you get too small then. Steep angles are tricky because you have such a short wheelbase. Yeah, you know, and if you get too long, then it's this opposite problem. You yeah. get bobbing out and everything. So everything is balanced. Yeah, you know, middle of the road. You know, early two thousands explorers. You know, same. I mean, I'm sure there. Are, I'm sure there are people out there doing it. I would have to say your aftermarket support is going to be really limited. I don't think I've ever seen a two thousands explorer on a trail or. Yeah, and if you did, it's probably a lot of custom work. Yeah. I mean, if you're good at fabricating stuff, buy whatever the <laughs> hell you want. The world is your oyster. If you're stuck with bolt-on stuff like us mere mortals, then... We're talking mortals here, yeah. We're, yeah. Not, we're not talking the guy that's got a fab shop in his garage. That's we're talking the guys, you know, ordering from a catalog. So, you know. stick with your Jeeps. You could even go with a Ranger. I think you'd have better luck with a Ranger, Ranger, yeah, or an S10 mm -hmm. um, than you would with an Explorer. Um, yeah, anything like that. Yeah. You know? Anything to avoid, like you know, so so your five grand. Yeah, you go to you go to look at your first Jeep. It's a '99. <clears throat> it's an early 2000s. Which are great Jeeps. I mean, some people say that those. Those are the last good ones. How do you buy one that's still good versus one that's you know going to suck all your money up and leave you crying? It's like any used vehicle. You know, definitely check for rust. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with Jeeps and off-road vehicles, look at the skid plates. Mm -hmm. See if they're bashed to shit. Then someone's used this, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but that's more wear and tear on the components. Mm -hmm. Most are probably going to be fine because most don't go off-road mm -hmm. But if you look under there and there's not a scratch on the thing, you know, it's just rusty because it's old mm -hmm. Then it probably hasn't been abused too too badly, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it, things like that It's old you're probably gonna need to do repairs on it things mm -hmm. are gonna break the good thing with an old Jeep or an old Tacoma or Forerunner, they made a couple billion of these things. True. Yeah. So you can get used parts. You know, if you bang a panel in, you can go to the junkyard and probably get one pretty cheap. Yep. A replacement panel. Yeah. Might not match, but you can get one for a uh, halfway decent price. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it's old. It's going to break. Any time gonna... bomb, time bomb parts in a Jeep, you know, stuff that's just like, you know, it's going to break no matter what you do and it's going to be expensive <sighs> when it breaks no matter, you know. On old stuff? Not off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, some people, they complained. I think it was the earlier TJs. Uh, the, the manual transmission wasn't that great. Or, mm -hmm. or vice. No, I take that back. The earlier one is the one you wanted. The newer one, um, it's not that it was bad. It's just that it was different and, you know, people don't like change. Yeah, you sure. Know? I mean, it's still a good transmission. Um, nothing off the top of my head. That, that really stands out. Mm -hmm. I'm sure 
there is some stuff, but yeah, I can't think. I mean, it's a Jeep. They're pretty good. Pretty, yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of making sure that you're conscious about what's going to break. And yeah, you know, be smart when you buy something smart, old. Yeah. Take it for a good test drive. Inspect. If you don't know what the hell's going on, you know, you're not mechanically inclined, take it to a mechanic, you mm -hmm. know? And that goes for any kind of used vehicle you buy. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just, we're trying to, yeah, like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to give people the best advice who want to get into, yeah. you know. But yeah, just take it, take it to a shop. Scene. You know, if you have a mechanic that you deal with, you know, kind of give him a heads up and talk to the guy you're buying and say, hey, can we kind of swing this over to this mechanic and he's going to check it out kind mm -hmm. of thing. Now, do you go for one that's like, you're, you know, your five, you know, your, your five grand is obviously not going to buy you, it's not going to buy you your, your dream off-road rig right out of the, the gate, you know. You're going to have to build it. You're going to have to build it. Do you buy the, do you buy the, the, is there a reason to go like bone stock versus someone who's already done a few things and, you know. <sighs> that... You may be getting better it's, value for your money there, or it's a it crapshoot. Crapshoot. Because if you buy a modded, a modded vehicle, again, this goes for any kind, not just four wheel, but you need to trust that that dude knew what he was doing, mm -hmm. or had the the sense to spend the money to bring it to someone that didn't know what they were doing to do mm -hmm. the work. Yeah, you're you're at their mercy. You, you could buy a hack job in half, and you're going to spend more fixing what they they screwed up than yeah. to do it yourself but then you could it, it could be amazing yeah you know and, and you're going to save money you know you don't know yeah um i'm kind of of the mind buy it stock yeah buy it pure and that way you you're in control of what's done sure yeah we'll but the baseline it, yeah but yeah. i mean if there's a modded vehicle and they all they did was lift kit you know maybe a body lift some tires uh, and that's it it, it, that's hard to really screw things Probably up. a good starting point, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, they might have wore out some steering components and stuff, but it's got 200,000 miles. Odds are the bone stock one has worn out steering components sure, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's when they start getting into, oh, yeah, you know, I, I changed this engine part and, you know, got some more power out of it. Move the front axle back a couple inches, you know, just standard stuff. Yeah, and, and you, you, you pop the hood and, and just a rat's nest of wires from all <laughs> the, the light bars they strapped to this freaking thing. Get a little nervous with that. Yeah, you know? taped all those wires back. You know, you just leave them there. Yeah. So once they start getting to wiring, that's when I will get nervous uh -huh. because that can be everything might work, but once something shorts, finding what the hell it yeah, was. Where do you start? Yeah, because yeah. either he did it in his driveway or the guy who did it didn't know really what they were doing. There's no schematic, so they're all yellow wires. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea where anything goes, you know. <laughs> Oh, God, we've all fought that fight. Yeah, so that's why I, I tend to lean towards a stock vehicle. Yeah. Um, but just take a look at it. If it looks clean and neat and, and, you know, it runs well and it seems like a good buy, take a gamble on it. Yeah. If, if you're not comfortable doing that, just look for a stock one. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, and we're, you know, obviously we're trying to protect people from, like, you know, people buying once water damaged. I mean, mm. pull up the mats, you know, check for yeah. signs that, that things been, you know, is there signs of like a watermark somewhere where there shouldn't be? Yeah. Is there signs that water has been in? And I, I would just have to say that on a Jeep, there's more risk of that than on a yeah. know, vehicle. Since I think, I think a Jeep is more likely to have been taken off road than a yep. forerunner or Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, but I, yeah, I, I still think you're right that, that, that Jeeps are, are a healthy way to get into the off-roading mm. sport, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and, and they're, they're like Legos. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the aftermarket support is astronomical. Mm-hmm. So much so that even uh, Jeep corporate is getting into it because they're... They see how much money they're leaving on the table. Mm-hmm. So now, is there any particular like generation of Jeep where it's like, you know, you maybe stay away from it because the, they changed a lot. The parts are expensive, harder to find. Do you stick with a certain year range? Where the only Jeeps that are hard to find parts for are the old full size Jeeps. Oh, the big Wagoneers. Wagoneers, Cherokees, Gladiators, yeah, um, and older things like that. They're tricky. Um, any Jeep. Uh, a Wrangler, a CJ, uh, anything like that, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only, the older the vehicle, the smaller it gets. Mm-hmm. So if you've never driven an old vehicle, um, you might want to stay away from those, mm-hmm. unless unless you are hardcore stuff. <laughs> Just because it, it's the, the, they're old, basically road worthy tractors. Yeah, you know, and, and they're small. You buy an old CJ five from the '60s. Your shoulder is probably going to be hitting your passenger shoulder, you know. <laughs> so I, I've, I've talked to a lot of guys that have done that. And the left go, leg is becoming very strong from pushing clutches. Not even that. I haven't heard too much about them being like super heavy clutches or anything. It, it's just they're small. They rattle. Um, they're uncomfortable. And if yeah. you're not used to that, it, it's kind of a culture shock. Like, oh, my God, this thing sucks. Yeah. You know, so maybe try to buy as new as you can. Yeah. But yeah, if you're buying a, a Wrangler or like a CJ... Can't go wrong. Yeah, they're. I mean, you talk to any Jeep guy; they have a generation that they love. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just talking to an older guy, and for him, a YJ is the last real Jeep that they made. And if you don't know the YJ, those are you know late '80s to like I think late '90s, somewhere in there. Square headlight. Square headlight Wranglers. Wranglers. That's that's a white, and that was the last one with the Leafs. Leaf spring suspension, and mm-hmm. it, it was to a lot of people the the last real Jeep. Right? Yeah, because now I mean, we're, we're from where we're speaking from in, in 2020. You know, an old Jeep is a 2010. You know, so hmm. do you? Because you're five. I mean, these days your five grand might get you a Patriot, uh, a Commander. Grand, oh yeah, early Grand Cherokee. Do you just stay away from those? All stay away from those. Those are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> those are horrible. They, they're not, I barely finished my sentence before. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I already know what nope. I was going to say. Um, yeah, those are... That's just fluff. A cabbage. A that, cabbage. That's just fluff Jeep puts out. <laughs> you know. The wagon... The, the Wagoneers. The uh, Cherokees. The Grand Cherokees. The WK1 Grand Cherokees. Yeah, those are good. Good. Um, but those aren't off-road. They, mm-hmm. They're... Big, heavy. They're mall crawlers. Yeah. They're, they're they're the luxury. I just want to drive in comfort. Snowstorm, not a big deal. Dirt road, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, if you want to get into serious off roading, so like even the the smaller Liberty, the Commander, wouldn't even. I wouldn't. Not even worth I'm, it. I'm sure someone has. Yeah. But again, it's the same thing like with the the Explorer. There's, there's no real aftermarket support for it. And are they are they independent suspension in both? Both ends, or do they have solid axles? I've never no even one. Yeah, I have that disinterested in them. <laughs> I've never even bothered to, to read up, to, to bend over to look. I, I just don't care. I, a buddy of mine from back home, his father has a, a compass. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell you a damn thing about it other than it's a square box. 
I don't even uh, know what it looks like. It's a square box. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean, it, you know, Liberty. Oh, yeah. Square off of Liberty, you've got a compass. <laughs> it's like a Patriot. They're all the same. Good Lord, you have to child protect that thing. It's yeah. so sharp at the corners. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for five grand, you get an old, you know, late 90s Wrangler. Like I said, you don't have to go crazy with it. It's out of the box, it's pretty damn capable. Mm-hmm. Throw some tires on it so you can get off road. They're strong. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're less likely. Don't go with a road tire. Yeah. If you got the money, throw a winch on it. Mm-hmm. Do those two things. Keep it at stock height, and then just go get stuck. And then you can, yeah, just you can go out and do it. Go right. out, drive it, get stuck, figure out its limits, and go. Okay, so clearance is a problem. Mm-hmm. Put a lift. Figure out how much you need because. People just want to put a 12 foot, you know, lift on the damn thing, <laughs> so I can put 50 inch tires on it. And once you start changing things, you, everything is interconnected. Yeah. So little changes, because you make big changes, it changes everything. Yeah, sure. And then you, you need to change everything. Yeah. So you put a couple inches, two, maybe three inch lift on there. You don't have to change really much of anything. Do you have a tire preference? Do you do you go be a good wrench versus you know that I mean, yeah, just I mean, kind of like what whatever you a BF Goodwrench all terrain is, is it's always been a great tire, it's a phenomenal tire. You're gonna pay a little bit more, but there's a reason for it. But yeah, I mean, just put and those were OE equipment on a lot of Wranglers, were they not? Or they have been started, they, I know they at some have, point they were on the Rubicon, they, they've been factory mud or all terrain because they, they change from year to year mm-hmm. sometimes up until I think the 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 Gladiator. Oh, really? They switched because they needed a higher load rating. So I think they're Falcons now. Okay. But I think you can still get like a, a Wrangler with those. Kind but of yeah. imagine doing this podcast in like 2002 when we were talking <clears throat> about 20 year old CJs. Oh, yeah. You know, buying, imagine buying a 20 year old <coughs> CJ with five grand and, and then you get it home and you're like, oh my God, I got to go to the fuel system. The carburetor's gummed up. You know, I yeah. got to put, I got to find a replacement. TSW or Super Swamper tire for it, you know, <laughs> trying to find that kind of rusted. But you know, now a, a twenty a twenty year old Wrangler is still a decent, you know, it's a decent rig. You can still daily drive it. Mm-hmm. You probably if if you're smart, you're going to want to do some TLC to it. You probably mm-hmm. change all the fluids, the different the, the permit, preventive maintenance stuff, oil, engine oil, the differentials, front and rear, mm-hmm. the transmission. Mm-hmm. Just assume it's all. From the factory 20 years ago. Yeah, sure. There's a damn good chance it is. Yeah. Um, you do that, change the spark plugs, um, the filters, you know, the air filter, the cabin filter, and you're probably going to have a pretty good running vehicle. So things like wheel bearings, seals, oil seals, pretty stout, you know, drive shafts, axles don't have a problem with it. Eating. If it's a stock vehicle, it should be good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you're halfway mechanically, you know, inclined, Google how to check all that. And, sure. You know, either bring it somewhere or do it yourself, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you do that basic stuff, you should be pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then just, just beat the stop. Just drive it. Yeah, exactly. Just go out and drive yeah. it. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, it, it, you, have to, you have to really, this is why we've said it's a great time to be a car guy, because mm-hmm. you have to really admire the fact that your five grand will get you, it'll get you off road. You know, yeah. it'll get you, it really will get you going. It won't just get you the vehicle that you then have to spend a week on to get going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely buy those vehicles. You buy it and it's going to break down. Yeah. As soon as you sign the slip. <coughs> <and check over coughs> oh, God. I got something even, in my throat. Even G, everything. It doesn't matter what you buy. 
American yeah. or import, it old shit breaks. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially modified old shit. Oh yeah, you know, no doubt, so. no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, folks, once again, we thank you for joining us uh, for our mini episode. Uh, our buyer's guide has certainly been helpful to some people. Uh, probably not helpful to others, but <laughs> we don't care. Uh, go out and buy a Jeep. Go have fun. Uh, enjoy the sunshine. Thanks, everyone.